George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management, registered principal. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member, FINRA SIPC. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and McReynolds Wealth Management are not affiliated. Advanced level tax planning, income, tax preparation, life coaching, and time management consulting services, and fixed insurance products and services are separate and unrelated to Cambridge. Cambridge does not offer tax advice. As a CFP and RFC, George McReynolds' mission is to help people create compelling dreams for their future, the plans to attain them, and the time to enjoy them. This is the Prosper Podcast. Hey, welcome into another edition of uh, the Prosper Podcast with George McReynolds. I'm Mark Killian here alongside, as always, as we talk about investing, finance, and retirement here on the show. George is Wealth Manager and Chief Tax Strategist at McReynolds Wealth Management serving you in Southeast PA from his office in Lansdale. Make sure you check us out online at prosperpodcast.com. That's prosperpodcast.com. Give us a like, give us a listen, give us a share, listen to some past episodes, as well as get notifications for new ones on the podcasting platform of your choice. And as always, if you have questions or concerns, you hear a useful nugget or two of information and you'd like more information, please reach out and check with a qualified professional before you take action. And George can be found at 215-699-1050. It's 215-699-1050. And George, buddy, welcome in. How are you? Hi. You doing all right? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. Good. Life's good. Good. Well, life's good. Well, actually, life's pretty cool because as you were telling me right before we started this uh, podcast, you recently had a pretty cool interview with somebody. Share that with us. Well, I had an interview with that pretty lady in the white T-bird from American Graffiti. And that would that was be Su- that was Suzanne Summers. That's Chrissy, who later became Chrissy Snow from <laughs> right. uh, Freeze Company, and she's done a lot of other things. She is just a remarkable woman. I always knew she was intelligent. I had read several of her books. I got her to autograph one for me, and she's written fourteen bestsellers. Wow, they're very well researched. She's still a beautiful woman at seventy-one. She says she has not undergone a knife for anything. And so, so witty and smart. I would have proposed to her, but her husband was right there. So <laughs> I'll wait till maybe the next opportunity. But she's a reader. Look at her books on health and, and health care and beauty. And, and she's got a great business mind, too. Fantastic. Well, cool. I'm glad that, uh, that you had a good time with that. And yeah, that's definitely really interesting. It's so funny. A lot of the people through the years that have made a living kind of a typecast as a type of person, and they're actually the complete opposite. Kind of the same thing, I think, with the blonde girl that was on Friends. She always played a very ditzy person, but I think she graduated from Vassar and she's incredibly intelligent. She's like a biomedical engineer or something like that. So really cool stuff. Well, let's get into our show this week, George. And I got some good topics for us to talk about. And I'm glad that you had that cool interaction there with Suzanne Summers. But for this week, let's talk. First of all, let's, let's hit this headline here. Automation. You know, there's been all the conversation about, you know, the McDonald's thing, raising the price, the hourly rate to $15. And, you know, some people say, well, they're just going to combat that with more automation, less people actually physically doing work. And we're seeing this in other areas, you know, parking enforcement workers, you know, meter maids, basically, those are kind of going away, watch repairers going away, equipment or electronic equipment. I don't think anybody even fixes TVs anymore, maybe few and far between. So those kinds of things. How do you see this kind of moving forward? Do you see your own occupation kind of getting more automated? Yes. And in fact, I've seen it since 1994. And the majority of what I saw has already taken place. Hmm. Uh, When I was transitioning from banking into wealth management in 94, I looked over in in the UK, they came out with some disclosure requirements. And three years later, only 20% of the industry was left. 
Uh, wow. Historically, you went to a financial advisor or a broker to get financial products. You don't need a financial advisor to get products. You can get your, your products directly cheaper than a financial advisor can get them to you. So now a good financial advisor helps to do a few things, but one of them is to give you good advice, but most importantly, to get you to stay with the good advice when things are looking bad, when the news is telling you to do otherwise. So that will be replaced to an extent with artificial intelligence, but not completely, that there's still going to be a number of people that really are going to be known more for the, the soft side of the business, getting you to deal with the emotional aspects of money. Yeah. Uh, you go back to uh, 1914 when Henry Ford invented the uh, production line, right. the assembly line. You would have thought that that was really bad for the buggy whip industry. And in the short run, it was. But there's more buggy whips manufactured today than there were in 1914. <laughs> right. But I can tell you, it was the best buggy whips that are being made. They're the ones that stayed in business, yeah. not the ones that were doing the economy buggy whips. So yes, it's going to change. People do not need us for financial products, but they need us for some of the emotional behavioral information that we can help them with. And maybe how it all ties together. Is that still something I, I still see that I prefer to sometimes go sit down in front of someone and talk with someone and be able to have that face to face and have them kind of walk me through how things, you know, kind of work together harmoniously. I agree, but I've just been amazed that I've been uh, going to a lot of technology and future conferences uh, throughout the years. I was in Palm Beach back in January, uh -huh. and there was a demonstration of artificial intelligence on several different platforms, and wow. it was just incredible. By telephone, you really could not tell that you were talking to a computer. Wow. That's kind of crazy. Well, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it, see how things go as we move forward. Well, let's turn our attention to our main topic this week, and that's portfolio disasters. Basically, I was kind of sitting thinking about this. You know, we've over the last two years, we've seen so many natural disasters, you know, affecting our country here and really the whole world, but just in general. And, you know, you, you kind of see some of these same types of things that can happen in the financial realm that can affect your retirement life when you have some sort of a catastrophic event that kind of hits your portfolio. So I've got a list of quote unquote kind of uh, catastrophic events. I guess they would be for you to kind of discuss with us and just kind of get your take on some of these. So a place where you can certainly get derailed and have a financial disaster, George, is when, you know, the loved one passes away, which is going to happen. We have to face that. One of us will go usually before the other. That widow spouse sometimes can be left in the dark about the financial situation. This used to be the norm. It's changing more and more, but there's usually, and not to sound stereotypical, but it's usually the female, the wife, who just isn't as up on the financial plan as she probably ought to be. Yes, and that can be disastrous. A lot of people that have uh, say, hey, what's George like? A lot of the people use the term, George is a Boy Scout with an edge. And uh, <laughs> you know, the, the Boy Scout uh, organization was the biggest influence on my life. And the motto was, be prepared. And it's best to anticipate these things. And that's one of the things a good advisor helps you with. But when you're in that situation, and I've helped a, a number of people through this situation, it's kind of delineate what you have to do now and what you don't have to do now. What's critical and what's not critical. And then like finding out where everything is, finding out what needs to be done. Decisions like insurance, burial, where's the will. The most important thing to do in that situation is to slow down what you can slow down, but really focus on the things that have to be answered right now. 
You can delay in life insurance payout if you don't need the money right then. Otherwise, the insurance companies will have someone try to talk you into a fixed income for a couple of years. And they're very, very sympathetic callers, but they're ultimately salespeople that will get a commission if you take one of their annuity payouts. So that's the kind of thing that could be delayed six months as long as you have an income to meet your bills. And then it's a matter of just kind of capturing all that information. Finding the tax return could be like the treasure map to the whole financial picture. So find the tax return, find the statements, sit down with a financial advisor and try to figure out where everything is and then prioritize what has to be done now and what has to be done later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, again, these, you know, disasters can come out of nowhere. And a lot of times that's the case, you know, much like a hurricane, you know, or uh, a flood or whatever the case is, you know, you typically don't get a lot of notice. I mean, I guess the hurricane, you have several, you have four or five days as they're building up, but then you, you never know at the last minute when they're going to turn and change course. And same kind of goes with a market crash, right? I mean, we can kind of see indicators that it's maybe coming, but you know, just like this current market run we're in, every time we think it's getting ready to finally drop, it doesn't, it bounces back again. But if it does happen and you're not prepared, it could force you to go back to work maybe for longer than you planned. Or if you've already retired, it could force you out of retirement and back to work. So you need that plan to be prepared for something like that. You're right. And it also could have other complications as well, depending on your age. If you have to go back to work when you're 65 and you're already collecting Social Security, you could go over the, the income limit. And then you have to pay back that prior year in addition to losing it for the next year. And ideally, someone before they retire should just, even just a simple plan is to look at things from a safety, growth, and income standpoint. I mentioned in my first book, Prosperity by Design, that there are only three parts of an investment, safety, growth, and income, and you can mix them all. They all have to add up to 100%. But the same thing works with your retirement plan, that some of your money should go into a safety bucket. And that's money that should be available to cover you for ideally a year, in, in my opinion, but for a minimum of six months for whatever money you're going to spend in the next six months to a year. And then you have the income bucket. And the income bucket is things that are generating a steady income, whether it's a pension, social security, retirement plan distribution. And then you have the growth bucket. And the growth bucket is really for things that will come up later, whether it's health care, long-term care, or inflation. But just a simple plan, seeing how much you have in each, will keep you from having to make a major change just because the market changed. Your safety bucket will get you through almost any kind of a crisis that comes along, as well as being supplemented by the income bucket. Yeah. No, I think those are some good points in there. And you've got to make sure, again, you're preparing for these because we don't know when they're going to happen. So go ahead and be preemptive, if you will. And the final one I want to talk about, George, and this is one that I think that you know probably gets overlooked more, even though it's a biggie, is the fact that maybe the family legacy or even more importantly, the surviving spouse's retirement can be severely crippled by a long-term care event to the other spouse, a nursing home expense or whatever the case is that can wind up draining everything depending on how long that goes and cause a lot of problems down the way. And I've seen this happen a number of times. And when someone kind of sees it coming and then they move hastily to move assets around to qualify for nursing home care, they make a lot of mistakes and they put the whole family at risk. Some states like Pennsylvania have filial responsibility laws so that if you were to move a lot of assets around for your parents, 
and put them on uh, basically on, on welfare, on Medicaid to cover the nursing home costs, the state could come after you for the cost of care just because you're, there's an um, implied duty of care from a parent to a child as well as from a child to a parent. And in that rush to preserve what they can, they just subject themselves to so many more problems. There's been a lot of talk in the industry about this major inheritance. It's going to be a wealth transfer as big as what the conquistadors did. But I don't think it's going to happen because the nursing home expenses are going to wipe out a lot of those inheritances because people are living longer, but they're not being healthier longer. So their cost of care is going up and the term of their care is going up as well. So it definitely, if you want to pass on a legacy and you want to maintain control of your living standards and your, and your living location, you really need to work out a plan well in advance. Ideally, you should address your long-term care plan sometime between 50 and 60. And that's when it's most effective, cost-wise, time-wise, and emotion-wise. Well, you're listening to the Prosper Podcast with George McReynolds. If you've got some questions about our main topic this week, then go ahead and give George a call, 215-699-1050. Again, always talk with a qualified professional before you take any action, and George is available to you at 215-699-1050. And we got an email question for you this week. We're going to knock this one out here, George, from Jesse. And Jesse says, I've always handled my retirement planning without any professional help and seem to have done just fine. But is there something important that somebody like me could be missing? Well, if Jesse is married, there's the question of how much does the spouse or partner know about the finances? And I'm sure that there's something that's missing. If you have a professional carpenter, professional plumber doing work, they're almost always going to do better than a do-it-yourselfer. But the biggest question is why do-it-yourself? A number of studies have shown that a good financial advisor adds value to the relationship. And of all places, Vanguard has indicated that. There's been constant studies from Dalbar that a good financial advisor pays their own way plus some. And they give you back your time and they give you back your confidence, your loss of anxiety. You're not worrying about your money when you're working with a good financial advisor. So rather than what are you missing, uh, I think you're missing the fact that you really probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Well, you know, George, too, I think we don't know, Jesse didn't tell us, you know, if he's still in the accumulation phase, I mean, that's a whole different animal than the preservation and distribution as well. And a lot of times that's where DIYers get hung up, right? They do it right. themselves. Right. Yeah. And then they hit uh, retirement age and it's a different ball game with a lot more moving parts. So something to certainly consider there, Jesse. Again, you know, a lot of people have been doing really well as DIYers because, well, the market's been doing pretty great for the last 10 years overall. So it's easy to do that. So just make sure you're having a conversation before you take some action or before you get yourself too far along and, and maybe have some missteps that could uh, come back to bite you. Talk with a professional like George, 215-699-1050. All right, man. Well, let's wrap up this week's podcast. It's been a good show, but let's have a little fun here. Let's do a little getting to know you. We'll just toss out one of these fun off-the-wall questions I like to do just to wrap it up on a fun note. What's the most physical danger you've ever been in, George? <laughs> Boy, that's an open question. Um, <laughs> now, you told us that. At, oh, my goodness. Wow. Clubbed, beaten, run over, bitten. Wow. Um, I, yesterday, I was I've not been expecting involved that. in about 200 street fights, 25 car accidents. No kidding. 15 of them were rear enders. And I have my background with military police and as a bodyguard for the NATO commander, as well as being on a SWAT team. You name the danger, I've been pretty close to it. Wow. That was a loaded question that I did not expect. 
I was just trying to think of something to ask you because I was thinking about you telling us a few weeks back how you had gotten hurt in Fiji. And boy, I just did not, I, I got more than I bargained for on that one. <laughs> we'll have we'll have to dive into we'll have to dive more deeply into some of those. The military police did kind of clarify a bit of it though, so that helped. I'm sure quite a bit probably came from that stuff from your military service. So there you go. Yep. That's our podcast this week, and thank you for your service, by the way, George. On a proud Papa note, I'm just going to say that my daughter graduates Navy boot camp here before we do our next podcast. So I'm just going to toss it out that I'm awfully proud of her. <laughs> And we're going to congrats and tell her thank you for her service. I will do the same as well. Thank you much. And that's our show this week, folks. So thanks for tuning into the Prosper Podcast. Again, don't forget, go to the website, prosperpodcast.com. That is prosperpodcast.com. Subscribe to the show, listen to past episodes, future episodes, and reach out to George if you need a little help. 215 699 1050. That's 215 699 1050. And you can always check him out at his personal business site as well, which is mcwealth.com. That's mcwealth.com. George, thanks for your time, buddy. Have a great one, and I'll see you soon. Take care. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Prosper Podcast. George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management, registered principal. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member, FINRA SIPC. Investment Advisor Representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and McReynolds Wealth Management are not affiliated. Advanced level tax planning, income, tax preparation, life coaching, and time management consulting services, and fixed insurance products and services are separate and unrelated to Cambridge. Cambridge does not offer tax advice.